What's up, everybody? Nate here. Welcome or welcome back to the living room, or TLR for short. We are so pumped that you are here. If you have no idea what you stumbled upon or you forgot since last time, TLR is a podcast in the community where we talk about life, faith, and honestly, whatever else comes up. We created this community for anyone who wants to join in on these conversations. And listen, we really, really want you to join in on this conversation. So if you would like to join, Instagram is the best way. On our page, we'd love for you to share your thoughts and beliefs, but more importantly, to listen to what other people are sharing. This is a great way to meet new people and to get connected with all the different things we have going on at Sojourn. Don't worry, we have linked all this info in our description. Well, that's enough for me for now, but listen, wherever you are in your life journey, we hope you enjoy today's episode and it inspires you to continue this conversation and to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. I just want to What's up, everybody? It's Nate here, your host of the TLR Podcast. I am so excited. Gosh, we've been away way too long. There's There's been so much going on, and like I'm just so excited to be back with you guys. Listen, seriously, I know every episode, if you're, you know, you've been listening, like every episode, I'm always excited, but I am especially excited today because... We got our first, like, I think, repeat guest. Like, I, I think, I think you know, obviously, we have hosts that are here all the time, Emma and Molly and Tyler. Like, they're cool. But, like, I think you might be the first repeat guest. So, um, listen, like, I, I don't want to go too long just me talking. So, like, without further ado, we have Eric back in the house, our TLR resident just counselor, okay? Like, like, like just expert on all things mental health right like like not a single single like thing he doesn't know about mental health. i don't know about that but thank you for the very gracious introduction nate yes i am i uh i love having you here partly because uh it's an excuse for us to just hang out and call it work Absolutely. um Gotta you know we're, we're both working right now <laughs> air quotes uh but uh no uh if you did not listen to the last time Eric was on our uh, podcast. Eric uh, is really, I wasn't joking, he is a uh, mental health counselor. And uh, we went to school together. We were friends in college. We were friends before we were here podcasting. And uh, I just love, again, Eric's personality and just who he is as a person, all of that. But again, he adds uh, a little bit more expertise than just my thoughts and opinions. Uh, he is actually out there helping people. Um, just journeying towards having better mental health. And so love having him here. Also, not only that, but uh, again, if you if you heard from Eric, you already know this, but we're also both big Taylor Swift fans. And so anytime we I get to be together with another Swifty and just bond and sing and cry and whatever, it's always awesome. But yeah, man, dude, I'm so pumped to have you here. Uh, how things been recently in your world? Like, you know, we, we'll get to the work and mental health stuff in a minute, but just, I think you haven't been, I think it's been like five, six months since you're here. So what's what's new in Eric's life? Hey, appreciate it, my man. Things are really good. Things are uh, busy. You know, I think like so many people right now, this last two years or so has been pretty, uh, lots of change. Yeah. But good change yeah so i've been teaching at uri there it is counseling. Ooh, ooh. 
mic drop moment. You are on fire. You're out here teaching now. I appreciate it. I'm loving it, you know, because I'm teaching a class, Intro to Counseling, yep. which basically just helps other people know more about counseling, right. which is a hugely needed thing right now. Obviously, I don't need yep. to say that, but hey, yeah, life's good. Very happy to be back. You know what? You know what just dawned on me is yeah. that like you used to be the nerd sitting in classroom. You're now the nerd leading the classroom. Oh, absolutely! It comes full circle. Really, I try to do that. It's called the circle of life, like the circle of nerd. Yeah, like, like so you, I roll. You like? Do you, do you encourage students to record you like you recorded professors? I thought about that, and then I realized I don't want anyone's cameras to break. Uh, so no. Don't encourage that, but uh, we did used to do that back in the day. You did, you did, dude. The uh, I I'm sure I told this story in the last episode, but I just I have to tell you because every time you come up, this is I just my first impression of you was what a dweebless guy is, and I was right. Not I much was, has changed. I, like you, I just like you're just sitting in class. Well, first of all, we're the only two males That's in true. this psych class. Yep. So I'm like, okay, there's another dude in here. Like, I sh- we should probably be friends. Um, and and yeah, but then y- you were the person in like first class. You just like kept asking questions, like kept raising your hand, asking questions, like how much how much homework are we gonna have? Like, do we have homework for next week, professor? Uh, professor, excuse me, professor, professor, professor. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate this guy. <laughs> like, like, dude, just shut your mouth. Like, like on page three of the syllabus, professor, you said this, and yes, I'm like, Eric, yes. oh my gosh. Shut up. And now I took their job. It worked. The master plan. Uh, but but no, I just remember thinking like this guy's such a just dork Not much has and changed, nerd. Bro. And and you are, but you are an also an awesome person with a huge heart. You love and care for people. And uh and we did become friends. I got over my uh my prejudice, my bias and um and was like, yeah, we, we got to work together in college, and we've stayed friends through the years. So Taylor really Swift awesome. kept us together. That's true. That's yeah. true. Rockiest of times. Yeah. We <laughs> love you, Fallon. We love you, Amanda. But Taylor yeah. Swift, we love Taylor you too. Taylor Swift, yes. So part of why I have you back is that uh, you know I keep referencing this past episode. Part of that is because is uh, one of if not our top most listened to episode. Uh, people, I think, really resonated with like you know the need for counselors in their life yeah uh some of the um one of the common feedbacks i hear is that like the steps we went through in getting a counselor they were like wow i didn't realize like they were like me that they thought they were unique and then when they realized like well first off nate went has gone through the same steps mm-hmm. and then also you see that under steps and not only that right. a counselor actually goes through those steps totally. where they're like wow like my journey isn't you know like unique or in the sense of like like the struggles i have like other people are having these struggles and so right uh so that was really cool a lot of people i think resonated with that so again keep referencing it um if you haven't listened to it you should go check it out um but to move on from that part of why we have you back is not to you know completely revisit that conversation but it's to talk about something that uh little heavy uh note with um just depression and uh, anxiety and um, and on and, and honestly just suicidal thoughts that that I've been not that I've been having but people have been sharing that with me and so that is what our conversation is going to be and so this serves as a trigger warning there for anybody that like if that's not what you want to listen to us talk about I would stop listening now but 
and while it is a heavy conversation uh it's an important one because the reason i reached out to you is that like in just in the role that i get to have here at sojourn like i get to meet tons of people hear tons of stories and again i'm hearing the same story in a lot of ways like obviously there's unique parts to it but i'm hearing the same story over and over again of people struggling with depression struggling with anxiety Mm -hmm. struggling with suicidal thoughts attempting suicide self-harm like like i'm hearing these things and it breaks my heart right and i know it breaks yours as well Mm -hmm. and uh so i started researching looking into it um and one of the things i found that is just like staggering to me is that a cdc report came out a few months ago that depression tripled among college students Mm -hmm. And anxiety quadrupled. And my first thought when I heard that, I was like, I didn't even know that was possible because I thought it was already so high. I didn't know, like, I was like, so what is it now, 100%? Right. <laughs> it's like, like, pretty close. And, uh, but then also, legitimately, like, in preparing for this and thinking through just the people that I know and stories, um, that, like, yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, honestly, the number of people I know who aren't struggling. Mm is way way less like honestly i can count on one hand right and but the number of people that i know are having an intense mental health struggle right now mm-hmm. is off the charts and so just in my personal life then they also like official data all that's backed up and so right. so while that's heavy i was like i have no idea what to do eric i'm just uh i, I know how to play games <laughs> okay and i know how to <laughs> like like i have you have friends and i i mean listen i can i can talk about like jesus and faith stuff all right. day you, you already experienced that yep. um poor eric right before recording i said one thing and i went on like, a 10 minute <laughs> tangent about faith but anyway you know, like, like those Loved are it. things that i can do yep but like and that's important it is but i was like what do we you know what do we do here and, and of course we're not going to solve all the problems today right. but i did want to bring you in and have the conversation one uh, I'll stop talking with this, but this is what's setting you up. Is that one, this conversation is important because one, there's a chance that you listening right now that, that maybe you're struggling. Maybe you haven't told anybody yet. Or or maybe you've only told one other person or you're you're struggling to like, what is it that I do? And I hope this conversation helps you with some steps, but also I hope it helps you like realize you're not alone in that struggle. Okay, that that again, that there are a lot of other people struggling as well and that and that not that you can just uh, join in the misery there but that like that that helps you like okay i can learn from people i can take steps forward and and, and my mental health can change and absolutely grow. absolutely and so that's obviously a big primary goal but the second is if you're listening right now and you're like well my mental health is good like i'm, I'm like that's really sad but i'm good here's the thing again statistically speaking and again, just in my personal life, or just personal, what I'm seeing, the chances are extremely high, if not 100%, that somebody close to you is struggling. And and you may not know it, but the chances are extremely high that they are struggling with their mental health. And so my hope for you in this is that you hear some practical tips uh, to just like help them, to be there for them, to know what to do. If somebody says to you, I'm struggling with depression, like that, that you would know what to do. Because... That's the thing, is that when somebody comes to me, I'm like, I, you know, they say I'm depressed. I'm like, okay, are you just like sad that the Patriots haven't gotten better, or is this like a real depression? Like, I, I, I don't even know, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so I think that'd be a great place to start. I've set up kind of where this is gonna go, 
but I think it'd be a great place to start. My man, is that like, you know, <laughs> what is depression? Like, like, like yeah. we say that, uh, but again, like I said, I mean, I'm depressed that the Pats lost their their you know play one playoff game, but that's very different than like actual like depression, depression. And so, Absolutely. what is depression? Great question, Nate. Yeah, and I love that we're making space for this, guys, because truly, like Nate has just said, this is something that impacts most people at one point or another in their lives right statistically that is just the case and whether that's depression that lasts for a few weeks or for a few months or even a few years right we want you to have a place to reach out to Mm. we want you to understand what depression is how to support yourself if you're experiencing it and how to support a loved one family Mm. member friend so like you said, Nate, let's start with the basics. What the heck is this what thing is called depression? Because that's a word that's thrown around a lot. And here's some symptoms of depression. So if you're experiencing some or all of these, it's pretty likely that you're experiencing what we call a depressive episode. Mm. So depressed mood, basically feeling very sad, down, lethargic, tired. Uh, lost of interest or pleasure in the things that you once found enjoyable. Let's Mm. say, hey, uh, Johnny used to love watching the Patriots every Sunday, Mm. right? And now, not a big deal. Eh, I could take it or leave it. You know, that could be a symptom. Also, feeling worthless, feeling like our own, you know, person is not worth as much as we used to be. Uh, Other people, you know, might judge us. You know, we have that feeling, that thought. All that also can be really common here. Changes in weight up or down drastically is another symptom. If it's really hard to concentrate, mm. if you're finding it hard to stay on task or to just start a task that you once were able to do, let's say that's, hey, doing some chores, I don't know, going out to dinner with a family or friend or your partner, all that, again, mm. symptom. Sleep difficulties. Mm. I think a lot of people are experiencing that these days, (laughs) sadly. And, you know, that one is really hard because our sleep impacts so many things we do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, guys, if these are experience, if you're experiencing these for more than about two weeks, that means it's pretty likely that this isn't just, you know, a random kind of thing. But you Mm. might be in what we call a depressive episode or experiencing depression. But here's the good news. Very common. And like Nate said, you know, we don't want to say that it's very common to say that, you know, it's not a big deal. Mm. It is a big deal. But there's ways to help you feel better to work through that depression. It Mm. is not a part of you. It is an experience that you're going through. And we want to talk about some ways to help you or your loved ones get through that. Yeah, I mean, so I, I'm glad you said this because I was because again working with college students, you're like, you know, if you're tired, if you're gaining or losing weight, if you're sad, if things don't interest you or whatever, and I'm like, you know, how can you like someone that's just like, I don't want to say it's normal, but it's right. like, you know, like how do you differentiate that what's depression and what like you know maybe that you're staying up till 2 a.m. every night and like and that that's what's causing you to be tired that your sleep cycles all over the place and like like how do you differentiate that and that's where like what you said at the end that like especially if this is multiple of these over a long period of time and stuff like like you know 
you probably had like the you know you're experiencing this depressive episode right and i think that we have this um <clears throat> you know again depression is a word we can throw throw around a lot and and so i think it's helpful to see that like especially like like i think we know stereotypically you're like in pop culture like a lot of these um you know symptoms but like you know yeah i think that piece is just really important to understand that like yeah multiple of these mm-hmm. over a period of time um yeah is the thing yeah. to start paying attention to and last but not least with that you know great point Nate, is another way to kind of tell if this is an actual like clinical problem we'd call it like mm-hmm. depression instead of just you know eh, i'm feeling a little more tired this week mm-hmm. is if it causes you actual significant distress mm-hmm. right so if hey you're staying up till two in the morning but it's not really affecting you negatively you know and that kind of thing hey maybe it's not depression maybe it's not a big deal but if the fact that you're staying up till two kind of ruins your whole next day and you wish you could change that but you feel like you can't that might show it's a little more in the depression kind of category if that makes sense yeah yeah i think it's just like yeah i i uh part of what i was just googling here is that uh i uh you know there's a a song that i think it's a year or two old i forget when it came out Mm -hmm. um actually maybe not even that old but i'm just called uh numb little bug Mm. and one of the one of the lines is just popular and i hear all the time is that uh do you ever get a little bit tired of life like you're not really happy but you don't want to die like a numb little bug that's got to survive um yeah and and i just i mean the fact that that's a pop song right now i think speaks to a lot, how a lot of people are feeling so true um so i don't think we have to convince anybody that this is a this is a thing like i think a lot of people are experiencing this mm-hmm. so like what do you do okay because like okay cool nate and eric i'm depressed yay okay like thanks <laughs> right. man i already knew that right <laughs> like, like, yeah now what? i already knew i was depressed i haven't left my dorm room in two weeks okay like i know i'm depressed cool what now absolutely great question nate so first is kind of just recognizing like nature said okay this is an actual problem for me right this isn't just kind of a, a couple days and it's a phase no i feel like i need to do something great right. so I'm gonna start off really boring and then get a little more interesting. So the first two really, really, really helpful things if you're experiencing what we call clinical depression is one, reach out to a therapist, right? Mm. Get some support from someone who, you know, is specialized in supporting people with depression, anxiety, yes. that stuff, right? Yes. Uh, and yes, that was a shameless plug, but is that, I mean it. Is that, uh, so, so you're telling me if you, you know, there's a difference between getting somebody professionally trained to help you than just your parents, your friend, your whatever stuff. Like, yes, those people will matter, but like, highly, highly recommend professional help because this it it's a thing. It's challenging. There's Absolutely. many aspects to it. There's unique factors for you, and like again, like I started off saying, like I know. I mean, I've been depressed. Mm-hmm. I know people who've had depression, and I can help all I want, but like. I'm not trained like like you know I'm not trained go like like it is okay and and again if that's a struggle for you and you haven't listened to the last time when we talked about finding a therapist like again I'm gonna plug that again because 
I know it can be challenging to find professional help. It can feel awkward. It can feel embarrassing. We cover all that in the past episode, but like step by step, but step by step, we cover that because we want you to thrive. And if you're realizing that this depression is in the way, finding help is so, so important. Absolutely. And like Nate said, you know, seeking a therapist, I would say, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a therapist, right? Um, is the best option because it would be like breaking your foot mm-hmm. and then asking a friend to help you stitch it back up or you know yep. put some tape on it it yep. might be better than nothing but really you want to go to someone who can really walk you through how you can make this better for yourself mm-hmm. what are your goals when we talk mm-hmm. to friends or family you know they mean well and sometimes that's all you need maybe nope. you do talk to your family and it helps enough i'm yep. not saying that won't work but you know, with a trained professional, they can help you really focus in on what do you want? Yeah. I want to be able to feel better. I want to feel less fatigued and tired. Okay, how can you help make that happen? Yep. Right. Yep. Um, so therapy, a great way to go. Specifically, if you do reach out for a therapist, I would recommend ask for two things. Either CBT, which stands for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, which is a really, really great way the most research evidence-backed up way to help people with depression. Mic drop moment. Thank you so much. That mic drops for me because uh, that's what I tell everybody. Nice, (laughs) Nate. You're killing it. If you've heard me say CBT, okay, not CBD, that's different, okay? But Uh, CBT, all right, bam. A counselor actually said that. What's up? Verified. Okay. okay. He paid me no money to <laughs> okay. say that. I didn't. Okay. I didn't even know he was gonna say that. Yep. But but for real, like that is one of the things. Um, I uh, I, I I'll give this plug in and then let you go on, Eric. But like, if you are looking for a therapist, like you know, there's some amazing tools to find therapists. Um, I uh, I've just gone ahead and like saved like. A series of just like texts that I could text you or email you that like like watch you step by step how to find a therapist and one of those steps is like you know depending on what the person is but one of those steps is like you can filter therapists that are trained in doing CPT therapy right. and so anyway yes I, and th- that might drop us for me because look I do know a thing or two so he sure what's does up? so and he's anyway, a swifty anyway a you double so, so CBT if you're struggling with depression yeah CBT and I want to follow up on Nate's point so that's a great point that I don't want to just say go talk to a therapist because that's super vague and not helpful so like Nate saying there's some really great resources online to do this that previous podcast can walk you through a bunch of options and steps to make that happen Two really great sites that are free and uh, can help you get paired up with a therapist that fits right for you are Zencare, Z-E-N-Care, C-A-R-E. They're really great, work with some really great professionals to help you get the the therapist that fits for you. Because I always say, a good therapist is like a good shoe. You got to find the one that fits right for you. There it is. Mic drop. Mic drop. (laughs) And uh, the other one is psychologytoday.com. My personal fave. It's amazing. So great. (laughs) And you can literally just type in, hey, I want a CBT specialized therapist. Let's say you want uh, an old woman, a young man, right? You can literally kind of fashion it to whatever you want which is cool you know love that um the only other thing i want to say about you know aside from just therapy would be 
let's say therapy doesn't feel right for you. Let's mm -hmm. say, you know, now's not the time for you to go in that route. Yep. The other really, really helpful option, especially for folks with severe depression, mm. this is not a couple weeks of not feeling too great. This is months or even years of really feeling down, mm -hmm. maybe even suicidal self-harm, right? A great strategy to help with that is medication. I am totally not a uh, person who just says everybody should take meds. I'm not that kind of therapist, but you know, for people with severe depression, no. it is proven that that specific intervention of medication mm. helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Specifically, look into what's called an SSRI. And this is boring, but it's important. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So basically what that does in uh, normal terms, guys, it basically puts more of those feel-good chemicals into our brain mm -hmm. called serotonin so that when we're experiencing depression, we don't have as many of those chemicals in our brain, mm. which makes us feel all those things we talked about, sad, yeah. tired, worthless, all that. So yeah. if we have more of that, we're going to feel better. Yeah. So either therapy or medication or both. Yes. That actually has the most bang for your buck if you yeah. really want to help yourself yeah. feel better. Yeah. Let me, I'm going <laughs> to throw a little bit of curveball to you. Um, and see if I can catch it. And see if you can catch it. That So... I mean, I agree 100% with you, but one of the things that I hear uh, pretty often, actually, is that one, you know, like, especially for our audience, like, so to do those things, to do either one of those things, you know, I need to go talk to some medical professionals, okay? Mm -hmm. All right, like, obviously... Nate's not going to give that to you. <laughs> that would be illegal. I'd go okay. to Nate. <laughs> okay. That's illegal. I can't hook you up with any of this. But, you know, because a lot of students are still under their parents' insurance. Right. Right? Like, what? Like, do you have anything, like, just generic? And, again, I, I know I'm asking a specific question, but it's one that I've actually heard a couple times that, like, my parents aren't so sure about therapy or right. they're not even sure about medicine. Like, <clears throat> true. and so like, you know, I can't just do go without them knowing mm. because I'm on their insurance and it's going to show up like, and obviously that's a tough situation, but like, would you have any insight into that? That like somebody feeling that way? That is a great, great point. So I have talked to people and clients who have had that exact same experience and it's hard. No, because if you reach the point where you're really like, hey, I need some support, I need mm -hmm. some help to make help myself feel better here, that's a huge step. And then if you run into this roadblock of wait mm -hmm. now because of my parents disagreeing with therapy mm -hmm. or medication, I'm prevented. I hate to say it, I can't give a blanket answer to that, you know. But I would say, if you feel comfortable talking to your parents or your caregiver about how you are feeling right mm -hmm. that's a great first step so that they can kind of be aware of why do you want therapy why mm -hmm. would you want medication and then you know really kind of following up with that and saying hey you know whether it's i listen to this podcast i mm -hmm. talk to some friends who really benefited from therapy or this medication right mm -hmm. and also putting it like this folks it's not a forever thing mm -hmm. let's say it like hey mom and dad I would love to try this because I want to feel better. Yep. I want to, let's say, you know, do good at my job, do good in school. Parents love to hear that, yep. right? So 
how about you guys, if you don't mind, let me try this for two months. Mm. And if I'm not benefiting from it, okay, let's get yeah. off, right? Yeah. Yeah. That way you can at least get your foot in the door. Mm. And if not, one loophole that some folks can do is if you don't have a job, right, if you're not making a bunch of money, I have had people who can go on state health insurance. Yeah. They can get off of their parents' insurance if mm. they really are saying, no, I'm not going to let you go on there and have therapy. So that way they can kind of get around that um, roadblock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think one thing you said that's worth highlighting is that, like, you know, it's not just having a conversation, mm-hmm. but, like, really helping them, like, especially, like, not in a manipulative way, but for real being, like, like this is impacting my life. Right. And, like, you know, I want to do better in school. I want to do better at work. I want to do better at this. And I think that this would help. And let, yeah. let, let's try it. Totally. Let's try it. Um, and play to their morals, too, which is not manipulative. It's It's a good, helpful thing. Like, I know you guys love me and want me to do well right whether that's in school or as a person or at my job so i think this would really help me yeah and i know you guys want to help support me right so this would be a way to do that yeah you know yeah we can move on with this but i think you know i know that like obviously there's a chance that somebody is listening and like yeah you guys just don't know my mom or you don't know my dad like there's no way that would go well and and that might be true Mm -hmm. but um we'll we'll plug this more at the end uh towards the end of this but like for those situations it is like if you hit us up we would love to walk through that with you at sojourn like and and find ways that we can help there's other resources out there there's other things that we can talk about and get more specific and being a supporting role for you um but obviously can't cover all that right now and so if you are like struggling um you know hit us up and we can get you in touch with some more resources and one last note on that you know uh if insurance, because your parents aren't uh, wanting you to go down that route um, for their own reasons, you know, if that's really not an option, I think Nate had a great point, right? I can hear the people saying, you don't know my parents, <laughs> buddy. You can also look for what they call cash for service or fee for service therapy, which is anywhere from, let's say, free. Some therapists mm-hmm. do offer what's called pro bono or free therapy mm-hmm. for folks in these situations. That's one option. Or let's say it's really worth the investment to you. You know, you can also, you know, negotiate with a therapist. Mm. Let's say they charge $80 a session. Say, hey, I really think I'd benefit from working with you, but all I can afford is $40. Could we do that every other week or something? So then you don't even have to go through insurance. Your parents don't even need to know technically, and you can get the support you need. If it means you staying alive, that's important oh it's huge yeah yeah so these are things that like i mean you know when we we get into the nitty-gritty like i mean like these are things that like you know like i know it can seem intense and it is and it is and like and but the thing is like your life your mental health which is a part of your life a huge part of your life Mm -hmm. this is the importance that we feel and, and place on it. And they're like, we want you to have the support around you. And so we will do anything we can to help you find that support. And again, if this is a situation for you or a friend, a loved one, whoever, like, like professional help is very important and very helpful. Um, 
But moving on from that, like, what are some, like, other just, like, I know, like, you know, you're probably going to hit me like, oh, I should exercise, like, that help. Okay, thanks, Eric. Like, cool, <laughs> I should eat better. Well, no, duh. Like, I'm sure right. the cheeseburgers and the pizza doesn't help. And, like, you know, I, we already covered I shouldn't go to bed at 2 a.m. That doesn't help. Like, I know these things, but, like, you know. Uh, while we know these things, mm-hmm. it uh, it probably is helpful to touch on them a little bit. That like like what are some of the things that like beyond the professional help that can help us move forward? Love that question, Nate. That deserves a mic drop moment. <laughs> so you know that's a great point. So again, medication therapy those are like the two really really great options. But guess what, folks? Those aren't the only options. So if you're at home and you don't want to pursue those two, or let's say you already have those two, mm. here's some of the great things that you can do to help gain control back over your life, over your mental health, and to feel better, to live the life you want to live. Mm. And let's start with the annoying one, which I know probably everyone will hate, but it is very important. Exercise. Oh. I know. Trust me. I'm not a big fan of it. I don't love doing it. But I say that because they have done clinical trials that show even twice or three times a week, 20 minutes of cardio. Let's mm. say that's a fast walk or a run or a jog or elliptical, whatever. 20 minutes, two or three times a week is enough to significantly decrease depression symptoms over just a few weeks. Mm. So I know that's not a fun thing necessarily. You can make it fun. Listen to some Taylor Swift on the way, yep. whatever. But really, really helpful. Another thing is, you know, a lot of times when people feel very depressed, they tend to isolate. Mm. Their brain kind of is sending them the message of, hey, buddy, you need to kind of take some space. Whatever is happening now, whatever you're doing, it's not working. Mm -hmm. You feel bad. So let's go in your room and kind of sleep. Your brain's trying to help you, but it doesn't know that sadly that can actually make your depression Mm -hmm. worse. Yeah. So there's this thing that we call behavioral activation. Really all that means is do something, even when you don't feel like it. Mm. Let's say you feel tired. Mm. And nope. I get this, guys. I, I get this. I think we all feel this way sometimes is I will do that thing that I know will help me when I feel better. Yep. I'll do that tomorrow. It's yep. going to be beautiful tomorrow. Yep. Often what happens is we say we're going to do it tomorrow. We still don't feel good. We might even feel worse. Mm-hmm. So we never do it. Nope. Nope. Our depression. Oh, all that happens a ton. I mean, I think like we we um and I get this, but we as a society and definitely like I, there's just this culture built in that is like you do what you feel like doing, right? And the problem with that is you might never feel like doing the thing. But we've also like if you think about it, like there are times where you haven't felt like doing something, and then you start doing it. Mm. And then you're like, oh, actually, I do feel like this. I'm glad that I did it. I mean, we we all have examples of that. Like even even a very generic one of like, you know, I I, I, I I've heard stories like this where like I didn't feel like going to this party. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like going out with friends. I didn't feel like going, but I went, and then I actually really enjoyed it. Totally. Okay? Well, here's the thing. If that's true in a social situation, like imagine that with like exercising or imagine that like just like, you know, you feel like you want to just stay in your dorm and sleep all day. Like, mm-hmm. like, but, you know, again, I get that feeling. I know that it's tough. Like right. that, that initial barrier is tough. Yep. But just because you don't feel like something, to, like you can find a way to push through that. Totally. Um, 
or, or at least worth trying. Like I, again, yeah. I know it's a challenge, but it is worth trying. And you know, it is it, it is hard, hard though because because yeah, <laughs> be like honestly, most yeah. of the time our filter is I feel like doing this, so I do it. I don't feel like doing that, so I don't do it. Absolutely. And that you know, I'm going to be a total therapist dork for a second, but hey, that's me. We want to listen to our emotions, right? If we're feeling happy, oh great, let's go do something that mm-hmm. makes us feel happy again more, right? But sometimes our emotions aren't necessarily worth listening to. Mm-hmm. So if you are feeling sad, again, staying isolated is going to make you probably feel more sad. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those times where we need to kind of fight that urge that our body is telling us to not do something and try again. You know, it's yeah. way easier said than done. Yeah, I can say that, but it's hard. It is. It is. I, uh, I another one of my therapist friends. Not you. You're not my only therapist friend. You're my Darn best it. one. Thank you're you. You're my brother. best one. But uh, he, uh, he, uh, actually, she. Sorry. Uh, she says something like, "Your brain's an idiot sometimes." Yeah. Like, like, Good like, point. like, 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 I, like. We think that it knows what's up. Yep. And it is. It's smart. It's amazing. But yep. like, your brain's also an idiot sometimes, and and totally. it actually isn't helpful. Right. I always kind of think about it like this: We have two parts of our brain. One is like a little kid, right? It wants what it wants. It wants the candy. It wants mm-hmm. the TV show on Netflix to binge it, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the front part right behind your forehead. That we is like our CEO brain. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you should do this and this and this for success, right? We don't want all CEO because mm-hmm. life is going to suck and be boring, but we'll yep. be very wealthy or whatever. Nor do we want to only listen to our inner mm-hmm. kid. Because we're going to maybe do things we enjoy, but we're never going to get anywhere. <laughs> yes. Probably going to get depressed. Yes. So we want to find a nice balance, right? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Therapist nerd. Totally. Well, that's why you're here. What else, what else can we do? <laughs> so one last thing with that uh, behavioral activation or doing something. I don't want to just say do something even when you don't feel like it. Mm. That's good information, but not very helpful. So one fun fact or one way to kind of help with that is what we call the two-minute rule. Mm. So that's basically where you take anything that you think would help you, not mm. even help you feel better, because that's not usually realistic. We just want to do something that's good for us. Mm. Exercise, talk to a friend, call somebody, go outside in your backyard and enjoy nature for five minutes, right? A lot of times our brain thinks, oh my gosh, that's going to be so hard. Mm-hmm. That's going to take so much energy and I feel like crap. Yep. So a way to help our brain kind of settle down and do the thing is whatever your goal is, call your friend, go outside, go to a party, do it for two minutes. Mm. We can do basically anything for two minutes. Mm-hmm. And like Nate said, the cool part about this trick is if you can do any of those things for two minutes, hey, maybe you'll be done in two minutes and get back to yep. your Netflix. But then you can feel accomplished because you did mm. the thing you wanted to do. And maybe you'll be surprised, and you'll enjoy it, and keep mm. doing it, and get even more benefit. You might, you might do three minutes, four minutes, five, <laughs> right? twenty. Who like, knows? I mean, I, I mean and and I, it's such a good point because we we do are, are we all the time we're like, like you know like you're like oh, I gotta exercise twenty minutes like that's so long yeah. okay. Well, set the goal at two minutes. Right. Okay. And if two minutes is all you got, great. Okay. You did two minutes, which is better than zero. But oftentimes, and again, exercise, like I, I, I feel this all, I see this, it works so much in exercise. 
then like i do I, i'll do two minutes and by the time two minutes i'm like you know i'm good i'm ready to go right um but but that's in anything like we so often like it it is funny how much our brain is just like we feel things in like we gotta do this indefinitely forever right. like like i gotta go you know like, like yeah, I mean, we just over-exaggerate yeah. the amount of time and right. energy and stuff. And, and again, it's understandable. We're all doing that. But, yeah, I love that. Like, yeah, two minutes. Two hun- minutes. 120 minute seconds. That's it. Okay? You we know, can do that. Just, you can do that. And, uh, and then, yeah, at a minimum, you have that sense of accomplishment in there. Love uh, that. Any other ones like that? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll kind of run through these quick. So, routine. Our mm. brains thrive when we have a routine. Routine, the word doesn't sound fun or exciting, but the fun and exciting part about making a routine, I don't want you to think about it like you've got your whole day planned down minute to minute. That's overwhelming, not realistic, and really freaking boring. Yes. Might make you more depressed, let's be <laughs> honest. <laughs> but a routine we want to think about like an outline for your day. Mm. So, you know, that would kind of be like a good routine helps you know when and where you're going to do the things that you need to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it also leaves enough room, a good amount of room, for the things that you want to do, like talking to your friends, having some free time, playing your favorite video game or play with your dog or whatever, or just hanging out. Mm-hmm. So a good routine leaves a bunch of room for those things too, mm-hmm. right? It's not like a drill sergeant. Yeah. So routine, huge. Behavioral activation, talked about that. Sleep, we talked about too. Huge, huge, huge. Mm. Basically think of sleep, guys, as your brain's opportunity to recharge. Mm. Not that different from our Androids <laughs> or our iPhones, <laughs> yep. right? I, I think about it like this. Depression and anxiety, they are kind of like an app on our phone that drains mm. a ton of battery. It's like yep. playing YouTube all day on, yes. you know? Yes. So by the end of the day, you, you're going to be, you know, having that little blinking light. My iPhone is dead three times. <laughs> like, <laughs> Exactly. And we all know how that feels on mm-hmm. when that happens. It's not fun and it's draining. So good sleep consistently, mm-hmm. right? That's, let's just say, seven to nine hours, right? And if you get six, hey, that's way better than three. So go for better. Don't go for mm-hmm. perfect, right? Yeah. But that can help your brain, again, get more of that serotonin, mm-hmm. kind of recharge your brain, and literally help you feel better yeah. in not a long amount of time. So yeah. that's huge. It is huge. It is. I um, will, you know, if this is kind of overwhelming you or you want to see this uh, online, we uh, we have a link that has a bunch of the stuff on there that we'll link in the show notes. But I wanted to head towards wrapping up with this that, like, okay, cool, this is helpful information. I could share this with a friend if if they're depressed or if I'm ever depressed, I can reference back to this. That's great. But um, it is different when you're in the supporting role, like when somebody comes to you and is depressed or actually more more realistic. I, this is, again, a common thing that I'm seeing, which breaks my heart, is people being like, hey, Nate, I'm worried about my friend. Mm-hmm. Like, Nate, I'm worried about my friend. Like, they those symptoms that we started off with, with depression they're doing that like i haven't seen them in a month mm-hmm. okay like, like they used to be the life of the party and then like you know i don't know what's happened but they're just not around anymore right or 
you know, <laughs> like, you know, in college when you're living in a dorm together, like, it's hard to escape. They're like, if you're in your dorm all day, like, people notice, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, Nate, I'm worried about him. I'm worried about her. I'm worried about them. You know, like, like I'm worried about this. Like, what do I do? True. And, like, you know, <laughs> it's hard to be like, oh, hey there, Eric. Are you depressed? Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like I don't know. Like well, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, it, it exactly because yeah. that's the thing. Is it like go? Even if I just ask, "Hey Eric, how you doing?" Conditioned automatically. Oh, I'm good. I'm how fine. Right. Like, totally. And so, what what can you do? I guess like let's start there. That like what can you do if you're seeing some of this in somebody that mm-hmm. you're concerned? Like like mm-hmm. what is something that you can do that like that is helpful? And and again. Yeah, well, we'll start there. What can you do that might be helpful? So I think that is an amazing way to kind of wrap up, and that's a really important thing. I would say, first, guys, we really want to check in and remind ourselves as a support person, somebody who cares about and loves people, our friends, family, et cetera, our partner, that depression is an illness. Mm. It is just like a cold, a flu, asthma, right? It is not something that people experiencing depression can just get over, right? Right. That's right. not how it works. And I only say that because a lot of times, you know, that can kind of be uh, a thought. Why mm-hmm. aren't they just getting over it? So we want to make sure that we're being compassionate and being realistic with what depression is. Mm-hmm. Two, making a point to just reach out to people that mm-hmm. we care about. That can be a text. Hey, how are you? Or hey you know, hope you're having a great week. I'm mm-hmm. here for you, right? Do you want to get together, mm-hmm. right? Just even if they say no, even if they say I'm fine and you know they're not, checking in on them is going to be a lifeline in that dark place that they mm-hmm. might feel, right? Mm-hmm. Again, if if the person's feeling hopeless, worthless, the fact that someone is reaching out to them can be literally a saving grace. Yeah. So never underestimate the power that we have to reach out and literally change or save somebody's life. 100%. I mean, you know, to, to double down on that, like I, I do this pretty frequently. Some of you listening, uh, you probably get these every Thursday or Friday. Um, in fact, this is literally on my schedule after this. Uh, I'm going to send out some of those texts and videos to people. Um, and, and there's somebody that does it, you know, you can feel like when you're the one doing it, especially if people don't answer you, you know how many of you are out there ghosting me every week, okay? All right? Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's a totally fine. But no, but that's a real thing that like right. you can feel like I text this person and they never answer. Yeah. I send them a snap. They never answer, okay? But here's the thing. It's okay, all right? <laughs> like like totally. it is like like th- th- I understand it not feeling great. But that's okay. You care about this person. You've let them know that. I even, one of the things I've started doing to make it like less awkward, somewhat for me, but just for the other person, especially if I know they're struggling, um, but even people I don't know, because you never know, like, like you, you, especially right now, you do not know totally who's struggling and who isn't. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I'll just say is like, hey, no need to answer. Okay. Right. But I was thinking about you. I <laughs> hope you're doing well, <sighs> whatever and name. stuff. Right. And so like. You just acknowledge it, and like, and so then it's like, if they don't answer, well, you told them not to, okay? Right. And so you've reduced the awkwardness for you, yep. but then also you've reduced the awkwardness for them. They're like, oh, gosh, I got to answer Nate or whatever. And so, yeah, I mean, that that's huge. And, and, again, I know that it can feel like, well, it's not that much. I just sent a text. But 
if you reverse it and when you've had dark times, when you've been yeah. lonely, like if you can imagine if somebody A did yeah. or B, imagine how different that would have been if somebody would have just acknowledged it and seen it. Like it's huge. And huge. so don't underestimate it. And with Snap and texting, it's so easy. Like just super. That's why I switched over to Snap. It's so easy. I just hit a button, record myself, and I'm like, what's up, Eric? I've been <laughs> thinking about you. Ah, what or whatever. Uh, the people who get those snaps, you know what I'm talking about. I'm just <laughs> a psycho. We love you, buddy. One, uh, we'll move on. But one, uh, one student, uh, you know who you are, referred to me as a leech. They're like, I'm just always there, loving and caring for people. You can't get rid of me. I love <laughs> leech. I like that. And I was like, well, it's a good that, kind that's of leech. sweet, I guess. Yeah. But thanks. I'm, I'm a leech. So, so be a leech. Be sweet a leech like to people. <laughs> and text them. Reach out to them. Don't underestimate it. Absolutely. And, you know, that said, too, guys, uh, an important follow-up to Nate's great point is, you know, making it a point to reach out. Like Nate was just saying, I'll be he's a little dorky like me, <laughs> making it a point. Like, let's say every Friday or once mm-hmm. a week, you know that this person is someone you care about and you want to maintain that connection with, that lifeline. Guess what? Don't just do it when you feel like it. Life gets busy. Do it, you know, make it a priority. You know, yep. just like you would want them to make you a priority if you were feeling this way, yep. right? Yep, it's huge. And huge. And also, if the person is there, and if you're trying to be there as a support, you don't want to or have to, it's sometimes less helpful to give advice and say you should do this, mm-hmm. hey, are you feeling okay? It's more just listening, mm-hmm. being there for the person. Yep. That's yep. huge, right? So huge. So, so huge. So huge. Yeah, we're not supposed to go through life alone. And uh, and so that's the thing, especially with friends that are struggling. Like, just they, you know, it it can be so easy to be like, I don't know what to tell you. Okay, well, that's the thing. You don't need to say anything. You just need other than I'm here for you. I'm here with you. Oh, love that statement. Absolutely. And last thing with this, guys, you as a support are not ultimately responsible for your loved one's mental health. That boy is on fire. Thank you so much. Yup, yup, yup. Keep going. Yeah, and you know, I just, I say that because I think as amazing and great and loving and supportive as it is to be that person for someone, it's unsustainable. You know, it can't go on forever usually. And it's just not ultimately healthy for you to feel like the therapist for this person. You are a friend, you are supportive, you love them, you will be there for them. But... You know, it's okay to set healthy boundaries for yourself. Mm -hmm. Make sure Mm -hmm. that you're taking care of you. And just like we talked about some of those great things, like a routine, good sleep, socializing with your friends, maybe some Netflix shows, right? Um, It's the same for us as supports. We want to do those things too. Yeah. We can't pour from an empty cup, guys. You can't. You can't. You can. uh, In fact, we use that analogy Mm -hmm. all the time that, like, you can't pour from an an empty cup. Mm -hmm. In fact, like the healthy thing to do is to let the overflow of mm-hmm. from your cup spill out on other people, which means mm-hmm. you need people investing in you. I mean, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but as a person of faith, I'd say this is where you need God pouring into you mm-hmm. and letting yourself be filled up with, uh, with God's love because then that can spill out onto other people. Because if you just pour yourself out, there's now two empty cups so <laughs> and, true. and, and that is not, uh, that's not what we want. And again, as somebody who's journeying with you in this life, both like having 
struggled with depression at times, uh, being somebody who's supporting other people. This is an area, again, I get it's so easy to just feel responsible. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, because you have influence, you can help. Right. But it's so easy to overinflate that into, well, I'm responsible. Totally. And, uh, and yeah, just as you said, you're not, uh, you know, and, and, and that can be hard to accept. Mm-hmm. I get that, but it is so healthy and so important. Absolutely. Any, uh, any final thoughts before I, uh, end on the most hopeful of hopeful notes for this, uh, what I hope is a helpful episode, but again, I know like this is heavy, it's heavy. this is heavy, but it's also real. And I, and I, again, I just, I know this is going on. But, uh, yeah, any final thoughts, my friend? You know, I love the word you just used. It's heavy. And you're right. It is. It's heavy. And when somebody's going through this, they feel it every day. You know, and as a support person, you might feel it, right? Mm-hmm. But I think being there for somebody who's going through, let's say, even severe anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Or depression, right? Or self-harming thoughts, whatever it might be. It's heavy. And that's all the more reason why being there for that person is amazing you are helping in a way even if it's one pound of that load for them right you're bearing that with them in a way you're supporting them on their journey and Mm. that's huge yeah and last thing guys if you or anyone you know truly ever feels like they might take their own life right we're talking about suicide here i just want to give you a quick you know really important number which is the national suicide prevention lifeline really great folks 24 7 support from some really compassionate and well-trained uh, professionals is 1-800-273-8255 it's free and it's confidential so yep. it will be completely confidential just always want to throw that number out because yep. if you feel like you're at that point you're not alone and yeah. you want to reach out okay 100 percent hundred percent we love you guys we do we do and and you know and that was the note that i wanted to end on is that we do love and care about you which is why we're you know we're uh in some ways diving into this that like we want you to hear that like you know you're not alone first and foremost and that also they're like there is a path forward is is it easy no it's not easy okay you know i'm not going to be actually like it's challenging but you already know that because you because either you're experiencing it or you're seeing other people experience it but here's the hope and here's why um in a weird way i love that we get to talk about this because the thing is we can be the community that helps each other that you as you said even if you're carrying and just helping people carry one pound of of that weight the thing is a community like a real community is one that's interconnected and is carrying each other's burdens and carrying each other's struggles and I see that. I see that happening in Sojourn all the time, and I want to continue seeing that. And I hope that this episode has some practical ways of how you can carry, you know, <laughs> you know, either your own burdens and like, like, oh, well, this will be easier to, to carry some of my struggles. But also, if you have a loved one or somebody you care about, that you can help them as well. Because just picture this and just imagine this, that, like, imagine that – we really were that community. We're a community where you or anyone you cared about could f- have people help you carry that mm-hmm. in some way. And the thing is, that is possible. Yeah. In fact, it is happening. Yep. And so we want to make sure that you know that. We want to make sure that you know we're here for you. We I, I say it all the time, but I really mean it this time. Hit us up on Instagram. 
text us, you know, find us, and and we'd love to connect you and help you in any way that we can. Because, uh, yeah, you're not alone out there. But hopefully this is helpful. Um, we will, uh, you know, yeah, just I, I for sure will be passing this along to some people that I know need it. So, Eric, thank you so, so much for being here. <laughs> you rock. And, you rock too, and, and, and even though this is a heavy topic, uh, your insights and wisdom, I think, are extremely helpful and beneficial. They were for me. And so thank you so much, Eric. Thank uh, you, Nate. The uh, Love you, bro. the big thing that is important that everybody knows is that they need to. Do you remember what it is? Do you remember? Is this starts with a stay? Stay awesome. Stay awesome, friends. See you later. Love you. Bye.